Good morning and welcome to Green Tea Conversations, the radio show that delves into the pages of Natural Awakenings magazine to bring you the local experts who share their progressive ideas and the latest insights and information needed so you can lead your best life. I'm your host, Candy Broffel, publisher of the Twin Cities edition of Natural Awakenings magazine, and I am honored to bring these experts to you. Today on our show, we have Talea Dendi of On the Other Side. Talea is a cancer survivor and now a cancer doula who supports others on their cancer journeys. Thank you for being with us today, Talea. Thank you, Candy. It's a pleasure to, to talk with you today. Thank you for having me. Well, we're really excited to have you on the show. And basically, every time we have a new guest on our show, everyone likes to learn about them and kind of their journey. What brought you to where you are today? So maybe you can start us off by telling us a little bit about your own journey with cancer and kind of what you learned throughout that process. Sure, Candy. I'll start off by saying that I am a nine-year cancer survivor. In 2011, out of nowhere, I was diagnosed with Hodgkin's lymphoma. I had never been sick other than the flu, really. Um, Had never stayed in the hospital, never broken a bone, anything like that. So I was very taken aback by the cancer diagnosis that I received. Um, it It was a lot that came at me at one time. Mm. Besides the diagnosis, it was also um, a lot of appointments, a lot of tests, things like that. Um, Just working through a lot of emotions, working through a lot of confusion. And um, it is a lot, especially in the beginning. And you were quite young too, when you were diagnosed, isn't that correct? Yes, I was in my early 30s when I was diagnosed. And, you know, um, society says that you should be focusing on um, a family and corporate America. And so right in my mid 30s, where I'm very involved in corporate America, um, focusing or thinking about starting a family and this comes into my life (laughs) and kind of changes everything. So what did you find uh, through your journey? What did you find were some of the most difficult things that you that you faced? Some of the most difficult things that I faced was, number one, just trying to understand the type of cancer that I had. And I say that because there's so much information out there. There's mm-hmm. a lot of good information. There's a lot of bad information. And so um, just finding the right information. Um, Actually, another hard part of it was trying to work through my emotions because, you know, I was angry, I was frustrated, I was confused, I was sad, you know, of course, the thought of death entered my entered my mind. So really just trying to work through all of those things. Another critical thing was I was never a health consumer, other than going to my annual appointments. Um, going to the dentist and eye doctor, that was my experience with the healthcare system. And in those situations, it's pretty straightforward. Um, so just learning how to become a very good um, healthcare uh, consumer was um, a challenge for me because that involved a lot of questions with insurance, knowing who to talk to, um, just understanding certain verbiage, all of those things. Now, all of this is on top of hearing that you have cancer. Yes. 
You know, I, I found working with people as long as I have and having other people go through this journey as well, it, the healthcare providers that you work with are excellent and they can provide so much good information, but it's still, like you said, it's so overwhelming. There's so much information out there. Now we interviewed you for an article in the December issue of Natural Awakenings magazine. And one of the things that I found really fascinating when I was interviewing you was uh, you had talked about really trying to find good information So when you say good information, there's a lot of information out there. We have information overload. But what were some of the tips that you, some of the tips maybe you can give others about what worked well for you? Absolutely. So I will start off by saying that I'm a very analytical person. So a lot of the research for me came natural. Um, I really looked at um, information that came from websites like .edu, that means education institutions, um, also .org, .org. Usually they're, they're cancer organizations that have pretty good reputations. And then also a lot of uh, cancer journals or medical journals, I should say. But then also when I started going to a lot of these appointments, I noticed that there were um, cancer magazines in the mm-hmm. waiting areas. And so I would kind of like jot those names of those magazines down and start subscribing to them. And then that's when I was able to, you know, find out a lot of good information as well. So take advantage of those of those uh, magazines that are in the waiting areas and, you know, use that information. That's good information. And it could really save you some time from from searching for things on the Internet that may kind of lead you down the wrong path. Well, thank you for sharing that because that really is true. And um, I just found it so interesting how you found how you found your resources and thought this is an excellent tip to give others as well. Um, but it really is important to look for good information. There's a lot of Facebook groups you can get on. There's a lot of different things, but you're looking at people's opinions more than actual research and and. In this situation, you really need good research. You need good information that you can use. So in your journey, did you have family that was close by? Did you have people who were near you that you could count on for support as well? Yes. um, I had my mom and my brother who were major support systems for me. My mom went to just about every chemotherapy um, appointment that I had. So uh, she would get off of work and she would accompany me to those appointments and then stay with me overnight just to make sure I didn't have any bad reactions or anything like that. So yes, I did have um, the support of my family. But of course, one of the other tough things was people that you expected to show up that didn't show up to support you. So Mm. that's another thing that some cancer patients face. They have to face that disappointment of certain people not showing up for them or even acknowledging that they have cancer. And that can be tough for a lot of people. Now, I found that there can be various reasons why people just don't show up and support you. Sometimes they don't know how. Sometimes they don't, they have this idea of what you may look like um, because of what society says about how people with cancer may look. Um, They may not want to see you 
what they perceive as see you suffering. And um, some people just don't have the capacity to deal with things like that. They don't know what to say. They don't want to feel awkward. They don't want to say the wrong things. They don't want to upset you. Um, so there's there can be a number of reasons why. Now, in my case, I had to get to a point where I had to let that go and say, hey, these individuals know that I have cancer. They know that I'm not doing well. I'm sick. And um, I've done my part. I've communicated that with the people that I love and care about. Now, whether or not they choose to show up and for whatever reason why they don't, that has nothing to do with me. Mm-hmm. And when I reached that point, I was able to just let it go and say, hey, you know what? My health is the main priority at this time. That is going to get all my time, attention, and energy. I cannot control anyone else. I can yes. only control the things that I think and the things that I do. That's it. You know, it's so um, interesting. It's, it is really hard sometimes for people to know what to say or do. But the information that you just gave us, the advice that you took yourself and that you just gave us is applicable every day in our lives. People do the best they can with what they have, but we you know, can't have too many expectations on them either. Um, but in difficult times like that, you should certainly hope that people would be able to step up for you. And sometimes they just don't have the capabilities to do that. Talia, why don't you share with us some of the things that you learned about about your health and about how you could um, how you could impact your outcome the best? Absolutely. Looking at at it from a health perspective, absolutely. One of the things that I really learned a lot about and I really started practicing a lot was the mind body connection. And once I understood the mind-body connection, that became my major source of how I thought about things and how I did things. You know, I became very mindful that, you know, if if I'm upset all the time, that is not helping my immune system. Mm-hmm. You know, um, if I'm anxious and worried all the time, that's not helping my immune system, my body, anything. That's not helping my healing process. And so um, that was one of the things that I learned. Um, Also, I really focused a lot on improving my nutrition. Um, Prior to being diagnosed with cancer, you know, I was one of those people where I just love sugar. I would actually take, you know, um, some form of dessert over a meal. Um, Because for me, sugar was a way to ease stress. And so um, when I was diagnosed with cancer and I understood how important nutrition was in the healing process, I had to eliminate a lot of sugar. And I did. Um, And I started to feel better, actually. And you really do get a chemical reaction from that. Well, Thank you so much for for this information. Now we're going to come back and we're going to ask you more or to tell us more about what a cancer doula is and how you can support others going through this journey as well. So to learn more about Talia and the work she does or to schedule a free introductory session, visit ontheotherside.life or call 651-353-4606. You're listening to Green Tea Conversations on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota, and we will be right back. 
Welcome back to Green Tea Conversations, where we delve into the pages of Natural Awakenings Magazine and talk to the professionals who share their expertise on natural health with you. I'm your host, Candy Brothel, and we and today we're visiting with cancer doula Talea Dendi of On the Other Side. Thank you again for being with us today. Thank you for having me, Candy. It's a pleasure to be with you. So just before the break, we were starting to talk about your own personal uh, journey with cancer. And you were telling us some of the things that you did as far as your research and looking into your your personal health as well. But I'm curious to know how long was it that you were getting treatments before you were um, kind of diagnosed to be in remission? Absolutely. So um, just to summarize everything, I had six months of chemotherapy and a month of radiation. Mm -hmm. So about four months into my chemotherapy treatments, you know, things were really looking good, like they were not finding a lot of signs of cancer. So um, by the end of my chemotherapy, which was six months, I was pretty much considered in remission, they didn't see any signs of cancer whatsoever. And so um, my oncologist was a little hesitant to say that I was cancer free. Um, So he said, you know what, we're not going to say anything like that until you reach the five year mark. And so I reached the five year mark and he said, well, he kind of whispered and said, you're you're pretty much cancer free. And so that's kind of how it worked out for me. Well, now, through this process, there was a lot of things that you learned. There were a lot of lessons that uh, both, I'm sure, difficult ones and good ones. Um, but one of the things that this led you to is looking at becoming a cancer doula. So before we get into that, uh, let's just, I'm going to ask you for people who may not know, what is a doula? Okay. So the definition of a doula is someone who provides support to someone who is going through major life changes and significant health experiences. That is cancer to me. Yes. And so as everyone knows, there's a birth doula and a death doula. Birth, beginning of life, death, end of life, cancer doula in the middle, the here and now, the present. And as a doula, I help people focus on what's going on in front of them in this present moment, help them work through that so that they can start to focus on having a better quality of life, even though they have been diagnosed with cancer. Did you have a cancer doula while you were going through this process? No, I did not know anything about a cancer doula or a cancer coach. And um, one of the reasons why I wanted to become a cancer doula is because of all the things that I was lacking when I was receiving my treatment and even after treatment, just that feeling of being alone when they say, you know what, your treatments are done. I'll see you in three months. I was happy the treatments were done, but I was terrified because I'm like, I've been coming to see my healthcare team religiously for almost you know, well over seven months. And so now I'm pretty much on my own. And it's it's just like that. It's like a light switch. And it was very scary for me because I'm like, okay, well, for seven, eight months, my whole life was on treatment, cancer, and just trying to 
maintain a good healthy diet, all the things that related to my health. But just like that, I was told, well, get back out into the real world and figure it out. <laughs> yeah, go back to your life now. Yeah. And yeah. and where do you begin? So so let's say I am going through cancer and I come to you looking to engage you as a cancer doula. What are some of the things that you can help me with? Absolutely. Some of the things that I can help you with are um, your overall health. So that means like nutrition, exercise, things like that. The other piece is um, emotional support slash mindset. That's so critical, as I mentioned in the first segment. The third piece is doing the research about your cancer. If you're interested in any clinical trials, um, treatment options and understanding how they really affect you, but then also side effects, because that helps you to determine which route you want to go. And so, so I don't mean to interrupt you, but that sounds really important. It would seem... As you're going through this, especially when you first get diagnosed, there's so much information, like you said, and then you're so terrified that it's, you know, hard to even be able to think straight. So to have someone who can do that research for you, who can bring back, bring back the information and then help you to understand it or be able to explain it to you in a way that you can understand it, it seems like it would be extremely beneficial. Yes. And what I do is um, I do the research for them. You know, I talk with them and say, well, hey, you know, what did your oncologist say? What options did they present to you? And then I go and I do more research about that. And then I present it to them in a report that is in layman's terms. Then we meet to go over that report and we talk about it. I do not give advice. I don't tell people what to do. Basically, I just help them to process the information so that they can make informed and educated decisions about whatever they choose or decide to do. And they can feel confident that they've made the best choice for themselves. Mm-hmm. And I would imagine having someone who is on your side, who you can talk to and be absolutely honest with, it's it's wonderful that you had your mother and your brother with you along this journey. A lot of people don't have anyone, but even for those who do have someone, sometimes it's trying to maintain a, a happy or positive face because you know they're scared for you too. And to be able to have someone who you can really talk to honestly and share it share your fears and your, even your hopes and, you know, what you would like to see uh, going forward is so critically important. It's very important. And you made a great point. You know, um, of course, our loved ones want to support us, you know, um, and they really want to understand. But, you know, even though I had support, there were times when I knew that they didn't understand, truly understand what I was experiencing and why I felt the ways that I felt. And so that was one thing too, that um, kind of made me feel alone was just not having someone who had been through something similar that truly understood and could say, and really could um, validate my feelings and say, you know, that's, that's how I felt too, or just having someone to bounce those things off of that truly gets it. Yeah. And um, 
the other piece, the fourth piece is the communication piece. Um, and so that's another area where I help people. Well, that's excellent. Again, thank you for being with us today. Um, I think it is extremely beneficial for people who are going through this journey to be able to talk to someone who's been through it themselves and who understands and can help uh, with all the aspects of of this difficult time in your life. So for people who would like to learn more about what Talea does or to schedule a free introductory session, visit ontheotherside.life or call 651-353-4606. You're listening to Green Tea Conversations on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota, and we will be right back. Welcome back to Green Tea Conversations, where we delve into the pages of Natural Awakenings Magazine and talk to the professionals who share their expertise on natural health with you. I'm your host, Candy Brothel, and now we are going to visit for a short time with our guest, Barbara Broadshow, who is a sole purpose coach, holistic healer, and intuitive guide. And many of you may have already heard an interview with her earlier this year. Um, she has come to the show before, but she has something exciting to tell us about today, and I'm really excited to have her here. Welcome back to the show, Barbara. Thank you, Candy. So before we get started on what you want to share with us, mm-hmm. why don't you tell us a little bit about what you do, about people you work with and, and what you help them to accomplish? Yeah, I help people uh, on their spiritual journey understand the connection between body, mind, soul, and spirit. So I work uh, doing energy healing and spiritual empowerment coaching and also do Akashic Record readings to help them give some perspective of their lives from their soul's perspective. Okay. I am going to let people know I have worked with you quite a bit and that the work you do is really extraordinary. So highly, highly recommend people to reach out to you and we'll tell them how to do that in a little bit. But in the meantime, uh, I want to talk about a new class that you have coming up in January called Honoring the Sacredness of Our Bodies. So this is really important, especially for us women. Um, But tell us, how did this class come about for you? It started back in 2009 when I came across a book called It's Not About Food, Ending Our Obsession with Food and Weight, written by Carol Normandy and Laura Lee Rourke. And um, they wrote about a holistic approach to honor and love our bodies no matter what our weight or size is. And it just really resonated with me on a deep level. And it fits in so perfectly with the work that I do as a holistic healer and the uh, connection between body, mind, soul, and spirit. So I first offered this class with another psycholo- with a psychologist back in 2009 and then a couple of times and then 2010. And since then, I have learned so much and brought in so many more modalities into my own practice that recently I've had clients express interest in learning how to love themselves and their bodies more. And so I had the idea of going back to that class and updating it with the uh, new modalities that I have learned throughout the last decade. And 
it's really now focused more on spiritual practices that can help us learn to love and accept ourselves just the way we are. So why is it important for us to learn to love to accept ourselves just the way we are? Shouldn't we always be striving to be something better? I think it's a balance of both. I think if we come at it from a place of judgment and criticism, uh, it's what we're doing is operating from a really low level of emotions and low level vibration. And it's hard to transform into something that we want to be from that place And when we bring a sense of compassion and love and understanding to ourselves and why we choose the behaviors that we choose and why we might eat the way we eat or blame our bodies for things, um, coming at it from a place of compassion is a much more higher place to transform ourselves than from a really low vibration of shame or guilt or body hatred. Yes. So 2021, we are over being shamed. We are over having self-hatred. We are over all of this. And it's time for us to come together and and really learn how to love ourselves and love each other and, and come into this world in a different space. And you're going to help people do that in this class. So tell us about the class itself. Give us an idea of what people would expect when they come into it. Yeah, so it's eight sessions. I'm offering a uh, daytime session from 11.30 to 1.30 starting January 19th and an evening session starting January 20th, 5.30 to 7.30. So it'll be two hours long. It'll be online uh, via Zoom. We'll have a number of women joining us. And so first of all, I wanted to create a sense of community with other people who are struggling with the same thing. And so the class will be formatted so that we have time to for me to educate, first of all, on the topic for that eight-week period. And I will lead people, it'll be experiential, so I'll lead people through discovery exercises on the topic. And um, there'll be time to journal and then share in breakout rooms with other people in the class about what they discovered about themselves. And then I'm going to offer some spiritual practices to help us transform that step in the process from a higher vibrational level. And so the eight steps are all about transforming our relationship with our body from the inside out. And instead of focusing on the outside in, like we typically do in our culture of, you know, if only I could be uh, thinner or in better shape physically or change my appearance with um, plastic surgery And then maybe I'll feel good about myself. This is turning the approach upside down, inside out, and saying, let's let's learn to love and accept ourselves from the inside out and then see how our body responds from that place. Yes, yes, that's so important. Don't you find, too, that a lot of the times people feel like, you know, if I lose this weight, if I, if I exercise more, I'm going to be happier. I'm going to finally reach my pinnacle of happiness and satisfaction in my life. And sadly, it just never seems to happen because we haven't worked on that inside part yet. Yes. And it's really synonymous with the spiritual journey. So many of the steps in this process are exactly what the spiritual journey is about. So it's, it's, I'm teaching about that process too. It's about, and the eight steps are, first of all, getting in touch with what are all the messages that we've been told about women's bodies, which, which 
of which of those messages have we personally ingested and stored in our bodies in, in that low-level vibration of hatred for ourselves or disgust? And then, um, and, you know, paying attention to what are these messages we've gotten from society and culture and our family and friends and peers and even religious institutions. And then how can we let go of those self-judgmental comments that we make to ourselves that we'd never make to anybody else and transition, convert those into statements of compassion for ourselves. And then also understanding how did we form these beliefs in the first place? And how did we learn to defend ourselves against feeling those feelings? And, and those defense mechanisms can start as young as being in the womb and picking up on the energy of the going on in the household that we were in at the time. So it's understanding where did this all come from and going back to that and understanding that from a compassionate place of understanding that better. And then having gratitude for our physical body and all the things that it does for us and all the ways that it serves us. And even if one little part of it isn't the way we want it to be, to focus on all the ways it does support us in the life that we have here on earth. And then another step is to discern your authentic truth and understand that words have a lot of power and mm -hmm. we have to pay attention to what are the words we're speaking to ourselves about ourselves and about our bodies and how can we get in touch with our own inner truth and discern what our inner truth is versus what external authorities tell us that we should think or believe. You know, and this is something that is so important uh, this year as well, we just had our previous guest talked about how important words were in her journey to healing from cancer and how she uses that with her clients that she works with who are going through the same journey. And words really do have power. What we say to ourselves, what we say to others, what we say out, out loud, that all has such power with it. And so having someone help us walk through that. And actually, sometimes I don't even think that we really realize what we're saying yeah. to ourselves. I think it's unconscious a lot of it. Yeah. I think it's just repetitive habits we've had for so long. It's unconscious and we aren't even aware. And then once you become aware of it, you get so tired of hearing yourself say it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Why won't I stop? Why won't I stop? <laughs> I know it. But well, and that's the, reason the best that time to be able to change, right? Yes. And the reason that words are so powerful is because the energy of those words reside in our bodies. The energy resides in the cells of our bodies. We store them there. We store them in the cells in our soul. And it has vibrational frequencies. And it creates blockages in our whole energy system when we speak to us ourselves negatively from that place of body hatred or shame. So why don't you share with us, if you can, kind of uh, without giving anything, anything away as far as privacy and that, some of the experiences that um, people have had that have gone through this class with you back when you did it before in 2010. And I am in the middle of it right now, just with a small group of people. But I think what they're realizing, I think it's expanding their conscious awareness, first of all, which is also synonymous with the spiritual journey of expanding our consciousness. And they're becoming more aware of what, what are the words they speak? What are the feelings that they're feeling? Where are they holding their feelings in their bodies? Because that will give you a clue of where the energy is that's getting blocked and how that relates to your the psychological function 
of that body system. And they're saying that it's a piece of the puzzle that's been missing all along. They've never looked at it from a comprehensive, holistic approach of looking at body, mind, soul, and spirit all together and how they are all interrelated and all intersected together. So I think it's just a, a, a way to approach this differently than what has been offered very much out there, at least from what I've seen. And so it, it's not a quick fix. It's not like going on a diet and you're going to lose all kinds of weight. It's a, it's a lifestyle change. And it's learning to honor and love ourselves the way we are and then watching and how our body responds from that place of love. And it's for anyone at any age. So it doesn't yes. matter if you're 16 years old or you're 80 years old. Everyone can come into this class. And especially, it's especially important, I think, for people who have children who you're raising because mm. we, you know, our parents did the best they could with us based on what they knew. In order for us to do better with our own kids, we have to be able to have that information and know what we're doing in a different way to be able to change that. Yeah. And what's interesting is that what's changed so much over the last 10 years since I've led this class before is how social media has played such a huge part in affecting people's body image and especially the young girls. There was a Netflix documentary called the social dilemma and they were talking about Snapchat dysmorphia and how it's causing more and more depression and anxiety in our younger generation so it's really important to work with our younger people on not comparing themselves to what they see on social media that is not realistic ideals yes. of beauty. Well, great. Well, thank you for being with us, Barbara. And for people who want to learn more or uh, to get a free discovery session with Barbara, you can visit her at barbarabroadshow.com. And that's B-R-O-D-S-H-O.com. To read the online version of Natural Awakenings magazine, visit naturaltwincities.com. You're listening to Green Tea Conversations on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. And we will be right back. Welcome back to Green Tea Conversations, where we delve into the pages of Natural Awakenings Magazine and talk to the professionals who share their expertise on natural health with you. I'm your host, Candy Brothel, and right now we are welcoming to our show Henry Casuto of Jaja Wellness, located right here in Minneapolis. We're so happy you're with us this afternoon. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much, Candy. I appreciate your time and I appreciate our listeners also their time and uh I hope we I get a chance to uh, tell you what a wonderful product we have here at Jaja Wellness. And we have been here in uh, Minneapolis. This is uh, going to be our third year. And we have a couple of wonderful, wonderful products. Uh, my recipes come from my grandma's recipes in Uganda. I was born and raised there. And um, I came here in 2007. So... And I'm, I'm here to share the recipes. And we have about eight flavors. Uh, we I can name one over here for you to hear. We got uh, uh, our turmeric pineapple. We have our African coffee. We have our spirina. We have pineapple ginger. That's one of our originals. Really good for a lot of uh, cold stuff. We have our baobab turmeric, moringa, hibiscus lemongrass, and agave. 
Oh, that's so interesting. So before we really yeah. kind of get into this, let's talk a minute about what Jaja Wellness is. So yeah. you actually, it's a wellness brand that you create tonics that are based on the recipes of your grandmother, which she Correct. made while you were growing up in Uganda. Yes. So um, I was born and raised in Uganda. Uh, unfortunately, at the age of three, both of my parents passed away. Mm-hmm. Um, I've actually never seen, I haven't seen, I've seen a picture of my mom, but I've never seen my dad's picture. So I got, I got lucky, I got picked up by my auntie. <laughs> and uh, so my auntie introduced me to Grandma Margaret. Uh, so that's where I grew up and they all took uh, care of me as, as a family. Uh, life was hard, but, you know, we grew up and uh, that's where I learned how to make these juices. My grandma used to make them for us when we were kids, when we ever got sick, to get us these drinks and we uh, we got better. Like things like cold, uh, stomach issues and gut issues. Uh, back then we didn't know, but now that I, I see what uh, other people are going through, I, I know exactly um, how these juices can be very, very valuable for us. Yes, and so you're you're bringing the tonics here for all of us to be able to enjoy and be able to use for our own health and well-being. And like you said, you shared with us some of the some of the different tonics that you have. But let's delve in a little bit deeper into which what these are. So yeah. you have uh, two different tonics that use turmeric. Why is turmeric so important? Yes, uh, thank you. That's a great question. I I cannot stress enough how important everybody needs to be eating turmeric, especially right now. Um, turmeric, first of all, is anti-inflammatory. Mm-hmm. That, what that means is it helps your entire body if you have pains, if you have, like, say, you have a back pain, joint pain. Um, it, helps you, it helps your immune system strengthen, and that's all that is for your body to act nicely or feel better in your own self. Um, so it fights muscle pains, and I've given it, I have numerous examples of where I've given it to people um, that had, you know, Muscle ache. Even myself, as a as a person, I've I've taken it as a, a painkiller and all that, and it it works really well for a lot of people. And for our drinks, the difference with this is because we the way we prepare. I tell I tell people we prepare in a jaja way. So jaja way means you make everything right. So our turmeric has the um, has turmeric itself. It has a pineapple in there. It has uh, pepper. It has a lemon, lemon in there, and mm-hmm. also um, so all those th- things put together and boiled or made a certain way without giving away our recipe makes it really, really strong. That's why we have two turmerics. Um, actually, three. We have also our shots. Oh so, yes, yeah. So, in a, a lot of people don't know that turmeric is it, it's only effective or able to get into our bodies effectively if it's mixed with pepper. So you're using yes. pepper with turmeric, which is... Yes. And it, you, we, you have also to go an extra step and do other things to it yes. so you can observe it in, in, your, in your body really quickly. And uh, I tell people, if you're taking anything turmeric that is not Jaja Wellness, one day switch and try Jaja Wellness bottle and you see the difference right away. So... You feel the energy right away. Um, yes, yes. And we also have our baobab turmeric, 
Barbab is the other one that is people arguing about whether it's actually better than turmeric or not. You know, Barbab is really, really good. It's good for your skin. It's good for your eyes. It has a lot of vitamins and as, as well. It balances your blood sugar. So we put those two together. So you're getting the、uh, two things that are really, really good in one bottle. In Baba, for sure, you can't find it anywhere else besides for Africa. So it's a good way to share as well. So,、um, and we have it. We we have it in a bottle, which is a 14 ounce bottle. Easier to drink.、Uh, the test. I don't sell these drinks for the test. The test is really good. But I don't sell it for the test. I sell them for what they do.、Um, so when people come to my stand or call me, I tell them. How do you feel? Because that's the first question we ask. How do you feel? And then they will tell us, and they'll say, based on what you've told me, this bottle will help. This bottle will help. This one will help.、And、that is how- amazing. So the taste is just an extra benefit. The great、yes. taste that you have. So you have another product called Moringa、uh, Ginger. It's a、yes. Moringa Ginger, which you call the Tree of Life. Yes. And based on it, its name alone, you can tell how big this thing is. And you know, I'm not a doctor, but I've seen people back home use this in Togo, Angola. They use it for a lot of. They there's belief that this uh, product, uh, the Molinga tree,、uh, has potential to like cure a lot of malnutritional diseases, like you know that. Things that、uh, we suffer from most of the time because we don't have a balanced dieting, and it has that potential for people. Like for people who don't eat meat, they should be eating moringa every single day because it has a lot of protein in it. Oh, great! So it's a it's a protein addition for people who are more vegan、yes. or vegetarian. Yes, and it will help、mm-hmm. them with that、and、as well. Correct. Yeah, and it helps your brain, and also it's an anti-inflammatory as well. Excellent. So now people can go to your website and order the products. And your website is jajawellness dot com, and that's j a j j a wellness dot com.、Yeah. You're selling the、yeah. products in both a six pack and a twelve pack, as well、right. as you have some smaller shots that they can yes, get as well. Yes, those are really good. People are going to love these shots as well. So. And、uh, we are also in all other co-ops as well. Oh, that's right. Yes.、Yeah. So you're in all the、yeah, co-ops the throughout the Twin、yeah. Cities, all the health food stores,、yeah. uh, buyers and、yeah. Lunds and Buyerleys. So you're in quite a few different places. Well, thank you so much for being with us today, Henry. It was so nice to meet you. And thank, thank you, you for listening to Green Tea Conversations on AM 950, the Progressive Voice of Minnesota. And I am wishing for you a lovely day. Love it, love it, love it.